All right. So you said that I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to pose something to you. I created a whole, I'll have to send it to you. Actually. I don't know why I didn't think to send it to you before, but I sent an entire, I, I created an entire document and turned nationals into Ipsic world shoot hmm. where everybody goes and competes at one time, Monday yep. through Friday. You have, you shoot four days where you have one day off and there's like 760 shooters or something like that. Competitors, yeah. not including staff. So what are your thoughts on something like that where Friday evening you have a big event you've got all the shooters nationwide everybody shooting all the different divisions there all of them yeah um is that something that would interest you it could actually so one of the big difficulties with doing staff reset at nationals is that the nationals staff package is a lot more generous than staff packages at most majors so i live i live within driving distance of uh of Cardinal. So when I worked carry optics, I didn't even, I didn't max out the travel allowance. I, they paid for, they paid mileage and then my tolls on the Ohio turnpike to get over there. Um, okay. The, the cost to have me work that match was probably around $1,300. Okay. And yeah, I know from uh, like Keanu Sai, I was talking to him uh, sometime when this came up and uh, his cost per RO at the Maryland state match, I think was like 400 bucks. So just just because the like the travel allowance is uh, is higher, the the there are more nights in a hotel, and the the staff package is generally more generous. Uh, headquarters pays a lot more per RO, and I, that makes sense. I think on the basis of trying to bring in the uh, the best staff in the country, um, or at least to provide a package enticing enough to, to get them to come. Uh, so, so the difficulty then with staff reset at nationals is if you have three or four matches and you need an extra two ROs, one or two ROs per stage to reset the stage, that's actually a pretty big investment over, you know, over 20, um, over 20 stages. Right. You're talking like, like, like an extra 40 or $50,000 of staff for that. Now, if you're, if you're doing just one week long event, that might make it a little bit easier because you don't need to duplicate staff as much. Well, and what I had was for per diem, I went with fifteen hundred dollars a person. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's in keeping with what it costs, with what okay. the like the, the package costs. Um, if you just gave it in cash, that lets people I think make their own choices a little bit better. But there is all there are also perks to having like the hotel all figured out for you, and they might get a, a discount on on rates or something. Booking you know like right. the entire thing all at once. Yeah. So the the other concern to have about that is where you put the staff match you probably need like a couple of days prior like i don't know maybe friday saturday sunday to make uh correct yeah like a like a 24 stage match like six six stops on four days each yeah, like eight on three that's that's doable and i guess yeah so the 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 time commitment there's not too bad especially for, for folks who are traveling to multiple nationals to work them anyway uh, which again is correct that's, that's that's a fair number like a fair amount of the ro core uh, does that. And I imagine that if you're like in your case, you helped out with carry optics nationals. Um, if you didn't have to drive, you're flying in how many days now you didn't shoot it, 
correct? I actually shot, I shot Karyaptix too, yeah. Okay, so how many days did you spend at Karyoptics Nationals? So I left home on, see me, on Wednesday. No, I left home on Tuesday because we shot Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, okay. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And actually, I, I probably would have stayed to Monday, but the weather was nice and... Uh, one of my co-ROs gave me three monsters to take in the car and drive home after awards. <laughs> that, so I, I, I might be, I might be building it up in my mind, but you know, the, the experience of driving on like an empty Ohio highway, you know, half, halfway to that second monster, like an hour and a half toward home. Um, it's like, man, either uh, like, so like, I, I, like I, I might be, I might be, uh, exaggerating this in hindsight but my memory was like man i like i am aware of the entire universe right now <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hysterical i love it oh so but so you would have spent at least what five or six days at one nationals then you went to another one yeah this past one yes yeah, so i went and yeah, I, I was at nationals for 11 or 12 days this year. So just going to one, even working it and then shooting it, it'd be, it'd be less of an investment. Yeah. And I, I think it's about eight days. If you're ROing, it would be about eight days is what you would need. Yeah. But it'd be one time. So you'd actually, in the long run, you'd save a few days of vacation. Well, actually it wouldn't even be because you're, you have a Saturday, Sunday in there. So yeah, that, that wouldn't necessarily count in, but so we'll say at least six days of work, maybe mm -hmm. seven. Yeah. You know, so well, let's say a full seven days. Well, yeah, you one day off to get there ahead of time to look at stages, three days of shooting, one of which is a, a work day, and then the next week. But then you've got a weekend to travel home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's I think that's a pretty good yeah, idea. Exactly. I, li I like that. Yeah, I, I love the idea of, and I, I figured it out where it was, and I think it was how many. Like I can't even find my own totals. 720, 720 competitors. Yeah. Six, 600 of them paying. Uh, I just estimated, I, I said, just take off 124 sponsors, all that yeah. nonsense. Um, so staff, let's see, we had 20 stage, probably like an average of three and a half. So like probably 70 or so ROs at this. Uh, if you wanted to do staff reset, probably add another 25 more maybe 35 more for big stages and then some for sponsors. Yeah. But like in that 600 kind of range. Okay. I feel like you could do a, a small stage, you know, 15 rounds and under and small, not, not defined by USPSA rules. But, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but small, if you're, like physically small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're 18 rounds and under, you could probably get away with three ROs. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that can be pretty quick to, to reset. Yeah. The bigger one's four at a minimum, but you know, if you have uh tape guns, paster guns, that type of stuff, zip, 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 right. You know, the hardest thing would be the resetting of whatever activators and movers you had. But other than that, it would, it would go pretty quick. So those, maybe you give a, a fifth, but you could take, like if you calculated four for every stage, but you had some really big stages, mm -hmm. like you would have in zone three this year, then yeah. you go to the smaller ones and, and take a guy steal an yeah. RO. Yeah. And now, okay, this stage now has five. This one has three. 
I th- I'd probably work out like, pretty good. Count about four and a half per uh, <laughs> per stage. Per just stage for, for excess. Uh, it, it's nice, especially like on the big stages. If you're even if you got five guys, you might like six would let somebody take a break. It's it's a lot of walking setting one of those. Yeah, I mean, I could even see where maybe you calculated at four, but you have maybe a couple extra or two to three spare ROs per zone. So if you needed yeah. to send someone down, and you know they can rotate in and out with other people. So there, I mm-hmm. guess there would be ways to do it. I've never ROed, so that could be figured out. But I really like the idea of one big nationals, turn it into a big event like World Shoot style. Yeah. You know, make it a thing. Make it something where it's big. You actually have a real awards banquet at the end and, yeah. and really nice setup. I think there's there's absolutely room for that. It, it does get into the, like, then slot distribution gets, I think, more important, making sure that the system for that is ironclad. Yes, and, uh, yes, agree. You know, ratings are good for that. If, if there's going to be open registration, I think the experience of carry optics this year tells me that should be like a lottery. So you put your you put your name in for an open registration slot, and they pick them at random. If there are enough for everybody who wants one, everyone gets one. Otherwise, you have as much chance as the next guy. Yep. Yeah. And and and, and, and if you want if, if you want the guaranteed slot, you can you can volunteer to work the match too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so I'm sorry, I keep on like having no no. You one, go right one, ahead. One You're the guest. Go ahead. As I, as I <laughs> so this. Uh, this came up at like an, I think in a email thread with Ben Barry or something um, that the, the difficulty there is if you have somebody who wants to work the match, but still get an honest idea of their, uh, of their abilities, then you have, like you run the risk of like, you've you got the kind of the staff day penalty and uh, like from, mm-hmm. from having to reset for yourself and RO for yourself yes. and so forth. Correct. Um, so there, there is that drawback. Uh, like people who, people who are there to shoot it for fun, more than anything else that that's okay people who want to people like people who want to evaluate themselves more honestly might have an issue there and that might take some ROs from you especially if there's if it's like the only nationals of the year uh, one thing I, I thought of if, you, okay. if you're going to do like like a back-to-back nationals event you have the like if you work one you get a staff slot to the other one okay yeah I see what you're saying so like you'd, you'd work the so, handgun nationals so like for and get a you, slot to carry optics. So like for you, if it was open PCC back-to-back with iron sights, hmm. then you could work open PCC and get a, a slot and, yeah, for yeah. Uh, and shoot, iron sight. I got right, it. and shoot iron sights as a competitor. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of removes the need to have a staff match too, because if like the staff just gets to shoot the other match. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So the, there, there may be some combination of these ideas that uh, that works. I do, right. I do like the one big event thing. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I would love to see that happen. I don't know how long it would take to to figure it all out, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that has been done before, at least. So there, there are resources on how to make it work. Right. Yeah. And there are ranges out there that can do it. Mm-hmm. So. I understand CMP is expanding, aren't they? They're putting in another section of bays. Yeah, when I uh, when I had um, Kyle Stevens on, he was telling me that it's. Do you remember that uh, indoor 
restroom right there by the parking lot where you would park for all the different practical shooting bays. Yeah. It's right. They're going over there in an H style. Oh, interesting. So it'd be like one bay, two bay, three bays. And then there's a a road leading up to those three. And then it branches off and two bays facing outboard. Ah, okay. So you would walk up and it'd be like, so almost like a horseshoe in a way. Yeah. But the way he drew it, it looked like an H, but you'd have a bay, a bay, and then in front of you would be three bays. Yeah. So like an extra five bays, which is, uh, I mean, really all they need. Yeah. And if they had but like 18, I think before, now you've got 23, that gives you room for a vendor bay, like a bay for all your supplies and such. And then 21 yeah. stops. Yep. So you would, you would have room for everybody at that point. So mm-hmm. that would work out well. Yeah. I'd like a 20, a five stop, 20 stage, four day match for, for again, our, our hypothetical uh, mega nationals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it would work out perfect five stages. So you wouldn't even have to shoot all that many stages at one, in one day. Yeah. And then, so you, you know, it wouldn't be that difficult necessary for necessarily for it to finish in a morning or an afternoon session. So if you're only, if you're staff and you're only resetting for five uh, squads coming through, well, that's not that hard. Yeah. I I think, you know, they'd probably, if if you do it with, uh, with like a five stops, you'd have the opportunity, I think, to do a morning and afternoon relay. And that, that is harder on the staff, but it's also, again, you're kind of uh, limited just on the number of squads you can have by the number of, uh, stops per zone. So, yeah. Yeah. But you've got a break in there. So between yeah. the morning, morning and afternoon yeah. session, so people can refresh. Yeah. Nice an hour and go to the bathroom. Take a load off. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, lunch does that to people. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's typically right. the coffee for me. That's my. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now you you're not just shooting USPSA revolver. You're shooting other stuff revolver. Yep. So you shot Icor and what were your thoughts on that when you shot it? So yeah, it's my my second Icor match ever, I guess, was the uh the East Coast Regional last month and I shot the 2022 uh, Icor International Revolver Championship as well. And so it is it's a very interesting sport. Um You'll have field courses that look very much like a USPS, like you'd see a USPSA match, except with the NRA tombstone targets uh, instead. Mm-hmm. But you'll also have stages like uh, color-coded steel, shoot them in order. Uh, the East Coast Regional had one where you uh, picked a like a spray paint can with a color on top, and that was the color of target you shot first. So you had to go through the stage and shoot all the blue ones, then shoot all the red ones on the way back out. Okay. So like they, they the the stage design rules are a little bit looser there, and they allow for uh, a little bit more zaniness. I think is the word I'd use to describe it. And that can be that's I think that's a fun change of pace. <laughs> um, USPSA is very like serious business. We're going to be a the, a serious sport and have totally consistent and uh, occasionally somewhat bland courses of fire. And I course like nah, we're just going we're gonna like we're gonna do some fun stuff here too. We're gonna mix it all up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so they, they also have, uh, frequently they'll have all steel stages. So you've got like your 10 inch plates that are one per and your big, uh, your big steel challenge refrigerator plates that are, uh, two per. 
Oh. And it, yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a points down sport. So you know, one second for every hit outside of the uh, I guess X to, outside of the ten ring on that NRA target. Um, okay. But then, so you, you spend all this time aiming at like a little eight-inch circle like you do in IDPA, then you get onto one of those stages and like, oh, I can I can let it rip now <laughs> like on, on this steel. <laughs> like, like you're at steel challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like a, it's a 10-inch plate at 10 yards. That's a really easy shot. <laughs> nice. Now, what and were it tells thoughts? me if I need a makeup too. <laughs> what were your thoughts about shooting at a bullseye target? So it's like, it's not bad. The, the, the NRA D1, it's the, like the Bianchi cup target. So the, the circles are pretty big. Uh, the nice thing about it is it's, it's not shaped like a silhouette or an octagon. So it's easy to train myself to shoot at points down pace at a tar- that, that target. Cause it's differently shaped kind of like I shoot at steel, uh, more deliberately than I do at paper. Okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so like the, the, the tombstone just kind of gets me to the, oh, I should, I should shoot this, uh, to make sure I get those hits in the middle. Okay. How well did you do? At the East Coast Regional, I won uh, overall by like 30 seconds. By 30 seconds? Yeah. I'm sure when you left, they didn't invite you back. <laughs> well, it's a, the, the, the revolver community is very, uh, very friendly. Um, uh, okay. I'm, like I've, yeah, I've, I'm in, the, I'm, I'm known to be in that echelon now. Uh, so. Okay. I think that they're actually there. That was at, uh, at Antolani Rod and Gun Club out in Eastern PA. Uh, fre- oh, frequent host, Yeah, frequent host of Area 8. They're actually, so next year they're hosting the uh, the International Revolver Championship there. So very convenient for me. You, I assume you're shooting it then. Yep. All right. Wow. Any, any um, chance you'll shoot Bianchi? Maybe that it's, it's a very specialized scale Bianchi and uh, it is. So I, I'm oftentimes I'm Steve Anderson's favorite kind of shooter, which is to say fast, but sloppy. And, uh, the, <laughs> the, the joy, the joy of Bianchi, like the, the thing that makes it so interesting is that the question is not, are you perfect or not to determine who wins? It's how perfect are you? And, uh, I suspect I might have a little bit of difficulty changing into that gear. You think so? Maybe I'd, I'd be I'd be curious to try it, but yeah, yeah. There, it's, it's a very specialized gun too. If you're going to do it like with winning in mind, and I agree. Yeah. I, I I'm not a fan of. It's kind of like open guns. Open guns mm-hmm. are amazing, but I'm not a fan of having to use something so specialized. Like yeah, I've gone out and shot carry optics with my my literal carry gun. You yeah. know what I mean. I, I like that being able to, um, if my eyes didn't need reading glasses, then I would probably shoot some occasional production or limited, you know, but I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore, but that's the only thing about Bianchi I don't like, but I, I do like, I I think anytime you add a different ingredient to shooting, Mm -hmm. you know, the long distance pressing against the wall. Yeah. Uh, Trying to be precise, prone, you know, even, even shooting the prone in Bianchi that I've seen some prone shooting in USPSA, that's a direct translation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can be sloppy in USPSA, whereas you can't be sloppy in Bianchi. <laughs> it's true. You, that's that, that's going to be a bad ending. Yeah. There is, is one it, thing. There is it, one it is, thing I, I love about Bianchi that I would love to see, and that's that moving target 
Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good time. The like the Bianchi uh, optic mounts with uh, like the preset click for the uh, for the movie. Oh yeah, that. I, I find that, that that's a very uh, amusing innovation to me. It's like it, it makes perfect sense, you know. It you does. Delete it by this much, so I'm going to. I'll just set my optic to do that for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I know. Um, so next year's Area Eight uh, Greater Pittsburgh Gun Club is going to be hosting that, and they have a guy who is. Uh, a very clever like fabricator of metal goods so they've been working on a bunch of really interesting moving targets so i think there there may be some uh some chance of a good slider there uh next year and i there's been some like sneak release videos of those things that i've seen yes yep so those are definitely now that that would make me want to go shoot area eight in pennsylvania yeah absolutely um i think they have a, a sliding swinger, which is uh, exciting. <laughs> yes or no? They, yep. There's there's it's there's a word <laughs> for it. I mean, it's it's uh, exciting in, in many senses of the term. Uh, yeah. They they have a uh, like it's like a U shaped track that a pair like a, a little cart runs on it. It's got a pair of plates on it. But yep. sadly, that's not that's not legal at level threes anymore because uh, plates are off the table. Oh. Yeah. Mini poppers. Yeah, I mean, you could probably make it work that way. I don't think there are any rules against like a, mov- a moving mini popper. <laughs> Man, how great would that be? That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. It, look, this is Jay. Here's how I feel about it. Look, I, I'm a B class shooter. Uh, I haven't been shooting that long. I haven't put that much time into it. Um, as soon as I started getting, I started hitting A class classifiers. You know, I started shooting them. My entire work schedule changed and mm. my ability to compete went way down. So, um, and, and I'm not complaining. I'm just stating this is, this is what's happened. But if, if you're a super squad level guy, then I don't want these chintzy ass stages that, that anybody can go and shoot. I don't. So nationals for me, in my opinion, I've shot competitions since 1986, whether it be rifle, pistol, whatever. They should be challenging. (laughs) They should be setting these stages up like they said this is the most difficult match ever. Well, I like that because that's how you separate the men from the boys at the top of the of the order. Yeah. So Actually, I said I said almost that exactly walking stages like well I, I could do it this way or I could man up and shoot it like the brave way. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's how I look at it. It's like set this thing up for the top twenty, top thirty guys in the nation, <laughs> and the rest of us will just shoot it and go, oh damn, I didn't do very well. Yeah. But, so I, I I might disagree with you. Maybe not. Uh, like in maybe not in in total, but possibly in magnitude. Uh, okay. So yeah. On, so on that on that stage eighteen, I told you about earlier with all the twenty yard plus targets. Um, Is this confession time? Well, so, so it's not. It's a it's it's a, a conversation, a very brief conversation I had. I said I told you also okay. that uh, that Pogi, he's not a very talkative guy on the range. So right. we were we were walking back like side by side from pasting something down there, and just out of the, out of the blue, unprompted, he says, "You know." This would have been a really great match if they just moved everything six or eight yards closer. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the yeah. guy who won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so mm-hmm. I I think there's there's plenty of room to, to build stages that 
you know, the, the, the B class guy can get all those hits on and it still separates the, uh, like the top guys adequately. I do appreciate the, like the fact that there are some accuracy challenges that I didn't, I didn't do super great on them this year, but, uh, knowing that I can a, and knowing that it's a place where I can improve B, um, those I think are both valuable things that you learn, uh, or that you gain for having a stage like that. Um, I think it's possible to make the difficulty a little bit one note if it's all trigger pulling skills. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, for me, I'm, I might have put in one or two, or I don't know, maybe like four or five more like proper burners, because there is some room, especially like as those courses get longer, uh, the economy and efficiency that the top guys can obtain that'll still separate them. Like, uh, you, you know, you watch you watch Siler shoot and the way he does it is he just never stops moving. He's not splitting super yep. fast, but uh, he's, he's done in like 20 seconds and there's a, a shot going off like every four tenths of a second to get there. Yeah. But, and, and I will say this though about Christian, he is an outlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you put him in your ranking system, he's a freaking outlier because even most of the top guys can't shoot like he can shoot. Yeah. So I would never use him as the litmus right. test. Not, but, not as a litmus test, but like that's that's yeah, kind yeah. of the I guess the canonical example of, of what I'm talking about here. In, in that, like no, you, you can you can absolutely build a stage that'll test uh, test him. That the I 100 percent agree. I 100 percent agree, and I think I think there's that fine line in there where you can say okay. You you can create those stages where you can create areas of movement four people in that top 20, 25% or, you know, top 20, 25, uh, that can shoot and move and do things. Um, and, but still it's going to test them to a point where, okay, um, Nils can do it this fast. Mm -hmm. Somebody yeah. else can do it this fast. Someone else does it this fast. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. will still rank them. So exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm not saying something so difficult that, the B class guys can't do it. I'm just saying they're going to do it slower because they are not going to have that ability to do it as quickly on the move as the top level guys. Yeah. But, but I want something that other than just standing and shooting because of the difficulty of the shots, I want something yeah. where it's like, like Christian even said, his whole goal at carry optics was, keep moving regardless. And yeah. there were people who said Christian was the only one moving. Yeah. You know, cause he's just that good. So goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's everybody's goal. Yeah. Uh, the guy is a uh, very, very, he, he's a, I, I said, he's the next, you had Rob Latham. Mm -hmm. Then you have Nils Jonasson next. And I'm just saying dominant wise. Yeah. The next one is Christian Seiler. Yep. He's the next generation of person you have to put into that goat conversation because he's just going to be that dominant. Whatever division he goes into, he's going to win. Yeah. A as of right now. So it's that that's that's a whole different animal. I mean, he's like he he I I I think for me, I never have really witnessed Eric Grafell cuz I got into the sport so late, but if I had to go back and compare him to somebody, I would probably compare him to him or Rob, yeah. one of the two, because he is at that level and he's only what, 22, 21. Yeah. He's still like, or 22 or 23. I mean, early, early twenties. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, he's got a long time ahead of him. Watching Rob Latham shoot, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, that he's still like burning things down. Uh, was he on your squad? Yep. Dude, that yeah, so had we, to be impressive. It was. Uh, so we had the the top six and then the guys below Garen on the revolver half. And then we had uh, Elias and uh, Caesar and Rob Latham, uh, John Vlieger on the single stack side. Um, okay. Tim Heron, Tim Heron, a couple of others, I think, maybe. Nice. Yeah, so it was, that, it was that's tough. actually a nice, yeah, that's a great super squad. Yeah. Wow. So not okay. not just seeing like the, the top end revolver stuff, but also some top end single stack performance. Yeah. Too. I mean, yeah, it's it's a semi-auto revolver. Yeah. Well, uh, so this this was the one. Uh, what's his name? Tim and uh, and Caesar were both shooting uh, minor. Which, again, I think this is this is a match where that was probably more a favored choice than a lot of nationals have been. Those extra rounds, yeah. And yep. Tim had moved up to six right towards the end, and then something happened, and he dropped back to ninth. Yeah, he uh, he had a pair of misses on the last stage as well. Okay. Which yeah, that was that was heartbreaking because he had shot a clean match up to that point. Those were his, oh. those were his only two penalties of the entire thing. Wow. Yeah. Man, yeah, they hurt too. Yeah. So wow. Well, he, that's still a good showing. I mean, oh, I'm sure he's kicking himself though. Yeah, but. there's there's a fair bit of that certainly on the super squad for uh, for that stage. I mean, I I'm pleased with mine, well, my performance there, but. I, okay. I lucked out and shot just before it started to rain. Like the, the drizzle beginning to come down. And like, I'd better hurry through my make ready on this because I, I don't, I don't want to be uh, <laughs> like, I don't want to downpour in the middle of my stage. That'd be, that'd be right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to, to roll back one topic briefly, I think philosophically, uh, as far as stage design goes, I like the idea of long courses testing more than one scale, like, like a good medium course or a short course, you can get away with just testing one thing because there's not a ton of shooting to do relative to like the length the stage is allowed to be. But if you're, if you've got like your, your full on long course, I think, I think, I think at that point, that's when you should start, you, you shouldn't be one note anymore. You should have a couple of different things that stage is testing. Okay. And, and you could, I mean, you could test movement. You can, you can test a lot of things, like you said, in a, in a long course. So, okay. Yeah. Now the next topic I want to talk about is what we were talking about, right? Or asked you about right before we started. Oh yeah, and um, you had even posted that you had been talked into shooting Ipsit Championship or Nationals. Yeah. So how what was that conversation, and and how long did it take them to talk you into it? So the almost verbatim, this is how it went. Uh, talk, talking with Alex back into the awards dinner, and he said, "Had you thought about uh, ever going to a world shoot?" And I said, "I might if the thing if the, if the opportunity came up." And he said. Might or would? And I said, well, would. He said, that, that didn't take long. I'm like, well, I thought about it beforehand. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, if certainly if, if there's a team going, I'd 100% love to go on a team. Individ individually, cool. uh, I mean, 2025 is a long way off. So I've got uh, I've got time to build up to, to the point of record challenge for that as well. But I do, I know uh, there are not, like another couple of good revolver guys shooting uh, Ipsic Nationals. Like Pogi's going to be there back in uh, Wolf, uh, Vincent Gunther. Okay. So, so like, I, I don't know what's required to have a team recognized by USPSA, but so I think we have, uh, in the US, I think we have more revolver depth than anywhere else in the world. There are guys internationally who can hang close to Pogi, but I don't think there's any other country where you've got three other guys who can be like 
90% plus of him. And that's what, five out of the top six? Everybody uh, you just mentioned? Uh, at the at, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if McGinty's interested, but uh, other than that, that's right. the top five finishers at a right at nationals. And that's in Florida, right? Uh, yeah, the Ipswich Nationals is uh, like the the Volusia County Rod and Gun Club range. Okay, or just maybe just Gun Club, but they had the uh, the IRC there last year, so that it's like okay, a, a, yeah, many brag and. Uh, Gorka Ibanez, they put on a good show then, and I expect a good show now too. Are you going to have many changes to your equipment? I don't, I don't know what the differences are between IPSC and USPSA for revolver. Are you going to have many changes there? I th- probably zero. Uh, it depends on exactly how they interpret the distance from the belt rule. Um, okay. So theirs is two inches to the center line of the loading device, but I have no idea, like how they would measure the center line of the, uh, like of a moon cliff, like whether that's to the center of the nearest bullet or to the center of the entire thing, or like the center. Mm. So I, if I had one handy, I could show you, but I don't think I do. Well, here, I've got a coffee mug. A coffee mug is shaped kind of like a moon cliff. So uh, right. if, if you've got a moon cliff, uh, kind of like tilting out from your belt, like I have mine, whether they mean like like crosswise, like measured parallel to my, to my stomach, or if they mean uh, like, yeah, perpendicular to me. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So ideally zero changes. That'd be, that'd be the goal. But I actually, so I make moon clip carriers and I, I sell those too. Uh, I have a, uh, I've got like a, a special shorter version of like the base that will bring the clips in closer and definitely make them Ipsic legal if I have to. Okay. All right. So you looking, you looking forward to that? I am. Uh, so among other things, I, I mentioned flowing field courses is one of my strengths. Short courses, I also usually do really well on. The, like the short, the shorter the stage, uh, provided it's not like uh, not like a build drill, say, the better I do. I think relative to my peak performance potential. And Ipsic has a lot of short stages. So. Yeah, they do the whole three, two, one. So yep. Uh, I think. That's so would how you say you? Go ahead. I think that's how they plan to get us through uh, 18 stages in one day for the, the all-day Friday schedule. You're shooting 18 stages in one day? Yep. Well, so it's going to be uh, three long courses, six medium courses, and nine short courses. So it should hopefully go pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. It's still 18 stages. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a lot of stages in one day. It is a lot of stages wow. in one day. Happily, uh, almost everybody else in the, uh, like all the other revolver guys are also mostly shooting the, the one day schedule. So it's, I'm not disadvantaged there by, by dint of only having registered literally two nights ago. <laughs> okay. But you're on a, I guess you guys are all on different state our squads. So, uh, a lot of the, Top revolver guys registered early enough to get on the same one. I'm, I think, a squad or two away from them. And then uh, Vincent is shooting a two-day schedule over the weekend, I think. Okay. So who was it that talked you into going? It was Alex Becken. Yeah, he, uh, I think he's interested in maybe getting a, like a world shoot contingent together too, and that'd be pretty cool. Um, I, okay. I, mentioned, I mentioned on the last episode I was on that uh, 
my wife is actually like a big driver in getting me into the sport more seriously, which is almost did, like that's, yeah. that's, that's almost a unique situation. I feel like uh, in, in yes. the sports world. And uh, so in, in this case, um, when I was talking to, uh, when I was talking to Alex, I went outside and had a brief phone call with my wife and said, so what do you think about me having like, I'm interested in getting on like the, maybe a, like a world shoot slot for 2025. So I'd have to shoot another match this year to like get the qualification process going. And she was like, world shoot, like competing internationally. That'd be pretty cool. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'll refer to that. And I said, you know, it'd be in 2025 in South Africa. And then she'd like, I've never been to Africa. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it was like, literally, uh, I didn't have to talk her into it in the slightest. She was just like, yeah, go, go do it. Make it happen. You guys going to be listening to Toto a lot in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in preparation. Every yeah, time you dry fire, Toto going on in the back. Yeah. Where's the fat? Get, get me in the mood. <laughs> yeah. They seem to have a lot of um, movers and, and yeah. things like that. So that'll be interesting. Well, I've got dry fire swingers. I've got, a, I've got keys to the prop shack at the club where I run matches. And uh, yeah, I, movers are less intimidating now than they used to be. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy them. I, I don't think they're difficult at all. So I, I love bobbers, uh, swingers. I still like, I need, I need more time on those at different ranges to get a good sense for the, for the lead. Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, is that your last match of the year then? Yeah, it should be. I don't think nothing else planned, uh, over the, no, no other majors. Certainly. Um, I have a, uh, a Breda 92X that is currently an open gun configuration. You know, like the gun almost good enough for JJ to win. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wow. Yeah. So I, I may shoot that once or twice over the winter. Um, I, I may shoot it at the Halloween match at, the, at my club, but given that I'm now shooting another revolver major, I might just stick with the wheel gun for another month. Okay. And when does your season start back up next year? Uh, that depends. Uh, I just, again, for like the world shoot slot options, I'd like to try and make it to the, the springtime Ipsic Nationals, which I believe are out in Arizona. But I'm told by uh, people on, people in the know that that might be a hard match to get slots to because there's not like an advertising requirement. So it might fill up with, you know, Arizona locals before it trickles out to the, the wider world. Okay. Yeah, and I don't have anyone who can get me a sponsor slot at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm I'm a very good shill. If you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, there was. Um, I almost forgot. And thank God you said JJ, because I just updated the software today. I downloaded the newest version. Mm-hmm. And I saw the 6.5.3, you said it was the um, JJ rule? The, yeah. The Rakaza rule. What is that yeah. about? So he had uh, some gun issues at um, at Open Nationals. And mm-hmm. uh, so he had a couple of really slow stages. Uh, I think a, a DNF maybe as well. So my... My goal with the rating system is to try and eliminate gun problems from the equation because those do matter to a point. But if you shoot like, you know, two shots on a 30 round field course, I can't make realistic inferences about your skill based on that. Right. right. Because, a yeah. zero. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are, there's already something in there. Uh, the, the, there are a couple of features in there that are designed to do that. This one just uh, tries to find stage zeros and like stage DNS rather. Like you start a stage and, and don't finish it. Um, okay. And it'll reduce or eliminate those from impacting your rating for the, again, for the purposes of trying to keep it as honest as I can. Okay. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually, it's not the first, uh, not the first rule named after a shooter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, uh, there's a, I think it's, it, I don't recall which William sister it was, but one of them went sub minor and I wasn't handling that correctly in the ratings. So I, I called oh. that one, yeah, I called that one, uh, as either the, just to the Julius Williams rule for making sure you don't get penalized for going sub minor to major. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I like, I like uh, these rule names. They're I good. There are, I think, I think there are a couple of other ones in there too, but I don't recall them offhand. All right. Yeah. I, I think those, those are the famous ones. There are some other ones that are uh, like people who came up. Um, oh, we, we do, we do always joke. Uh, I and the people who kind of help me like with evaluating how good the ratings are looking about like trying to make, the, like so, the, there are shooters who run around and shoot all kinds of major matches against relatively soft competition, and like that, I'm kind of one of those. There's not a, a ton of revolver action outside of nationals, uh, right? But Tim Heron's in that list too, so we always like. So how how's this how's this rating Tim Heron? Is he like is he way above like the top the next guy in single stack? And there's probably something wrong. So sorry sorry Tim. I mean I mean he's 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 a big, he's, he's he's a very good shooter, but uh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. not like he's he shouldn't be like 400 points off the top of. Uh, the top of the single stack ratings, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And that, uh, the, the, that was it's the Tim Heron rule slash the Nick Reynolds rule, because we, we also evaluated on local match data sets for a while. And uh, Nick obviously is far and away the best limited shooter in like Eastern PA, Northeastern Virginia, that kind of area. So he'd uh, beat up on like the beginners with their, uh, with their carry guns, with their iron sight carry guns, and then would end up stratospherically rated for a while but most most of that's figured out now i think okay yeah now it's just tweaking it yep and right. i guess now as as we get into uh into the off season figuring out how to handle multiple sports and uh what ways like what ways say pcsl could use to make it a uh, like a proper national rating system now PCSL is is hit factor as well, isn't it? Yes, that makes it that's right. make, that makes the transition pretty easy. Um, yeah, but if, that's what if, I think. if I'm going, yeah, if I'm going to the trouble of making it multi sport, my my goal at this point is now just to make it kind of a generalized shooting sports tool. Because I, I, so. I know when we had messaged earlier, I had asked about IDPA, and you said you didn't have anything set up for that because it's time, not yeah, hit factor. So. Is that still a goal then as well? Yeah. So basically what I'll be able to do when I finish this kind of big core rewrite is to rate any, uh, well, any shooting sport, I guess, that you can uh, you can assign people a place and a percentage in. Okay. Yeah. So like not just uh, IDPA and PCSL, but like sporting clays if you wanted to. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, if I, if I attain those lofty goals, <laughs> but that's, that's the direction I'm heading right now. All right. Plus I can stop using, uh, USPSA's trademark of USPSA in the name at that point. And, uh, they, they might appreciate that, which 
they've they've been nice enough not to tell me to stop already. But, uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. So I, I wouldn't see why they would need to, but I get where they well, could. Yeah, especially once I start getting into uh, like adding support for say other leagues, I'll I'll, I'll I'll do the renaming at that point. I think like shooting sports analyst or something. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's pretty punchy. <laughs> well, Jay, good names are. Yeah, go ahead. I was like, good names are hard to come by. Yes, they are. You gotta you gotta find those catchy ones. You may have to enlist uh, Steve Anderson. Yeah, he's 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 got a talent for that for sure. He does. He definitely does. He's got those catchy sayings. So, well, Jay, I appreciate you coming on again. This has been an awesome conversation, and I hope we do it again. Absolutely. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.